Glenn and Delvin have said a lot of things over the years. You can preserve your own morning memories, one fruit-filled comment at a time. It may not be the best of, but it's the best they could do. Welcome to KHYM's Morning Preserves. Grab a biscuit, your favorite preserves, and a cup of joe. This is about to get, uh, it's about to get typical. Hey, good morning to you. Just after 6 o'clock, you're listening to Praise and Encouragement, KHYM. Uh, Mr. Kinzer, good morning to you. Hello, good morning. Uh, maybe you, you knew this, and I hope I'm not stealing any kind of thunder, because I'm definitely not the sports guy, but I came across the story this morning talking about Tom Brady uh, doing something rather odd in oh, his really? final play with the Vikings. What was that? Okay, so this isn't uh, something that you had planned, which is good. Uh, the biggest goals this year, or one of his biggest goals, to finally reach uh, 1,000 career yards rushing. Oh, yeah. And he pulled that uh, feet off on Sunday. Wasn't about to let anyone take that away. So he did something that was a little strange at the end. Usually when you kneel down, you take a step back and you kneel down. Yeah. But that would take one yard off of his record, which he had just reached exactly 1,000 yards. Oh, sure. So instead of doing what most people do and stepping back and kneeling down, he actually stepped forward and knelt down. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, Why, what What was that all about? <laughs> And they said, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not in the habit of, uh, of backing down, so I decided that I'd go ahead and, and step forward for that. Uh, you know, I've been playing 19 years to get to this 1,000-yard mark, and I did it, so that's it. I'm out. I'm riding off into the sunset. <laughs> Changed his mind five seconds later, so <laughs> decided he'd stick around. Yeah. But it was a big deal to him, and, and it, it, as it would be any quarterback, that's, that's uh, very cool. So I thought I'd just pass he, that on. Hope he doesn't give up a sack the rest of the season. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he'd be, be back under again. Exactly. Sure. Either that or he'd have to rush a lot so that he could, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. fall back if he needed to. Sure. It's almost like music to the ear, except there's no instruments and people have requested that we not sing. It's the morning miscellany with Glenn and Delvin. Mm, it's very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 745, good morning to you. And hey. again, uh, today is the day we are giving away a package of prizes, uh, probably in excess of $100 worth of stuff. Uh, book, DVD, three CDs, uh, a, uh, a KHYM hat. Nice. Yeah, and uh, a New Testament from the uh, Word of Promise Bible. So, all right. There you go. That's uh, that's what's up for grabs. Uh, be listening. We'll have details a little later in the morning, Miss Lady. Right now, I've got questions, and they will be directed at Mr. Kinzer. Uh-huh. Which of these cities is not a U.S. state capital? Which is not yes. a U.S. state capital? Jefferson City, Carson City, Kansas City, or Salt Lake City? Kansas City. Everything's up to date there, but they are not a capital. Yes. All right. Which former planet was demoted to a dwarf planet? Pluto. Pluto is correct. Mm-hmm. Final question. What is the name of the fictional newspaper where Lois Lane and Clark Kent work? The Daily Planet. My Speaking goodness. Speaking of planets. Yeah. Exactly. It's a little play on. <laughs> yeah. I see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very good. Very good. Oh, my goodness. Um... I'm not sure uh, I agree with this practice. Really? Yeah. Okay. Christmas tree flocking. Oh, yeah. Uh, it uh, seems like awful cruel to me. But maybe I'm misunderstanding. What exactly is Christmas tree flocking? It's not flogging. Oh! It's not uh, <laughs> It's it's not cruelty to trees. Oh, it's not? No. Oh, I, I've, mis- I've misunderstood. All these years. Yes. Okay. Well, hopefully we can get this uh, explained for you today. Many of the uh, curious holiday traditions, like Figgy putting in wassailing, 
You know, we have things like that. One of the oddest has to be spraying down small trees with a mixture of adhesive and cellulose fibers to satisfy our longing for a white Christmas. Oh. But that's what happens when you adorn a tree with uh, artificial snow, uh, otherwise known as flocking. Ah. And yet, when decorated and lit up, there's something beautiful and warmly nostalgic about a well-flocked Christmas tree. Now, we've been trying to get that snowy look on Christmas trees for longer than you might think. Yeah. Dating back to the 1800s, using substances like flour or cotton, a 1929 issue of Popular Mechanics recommended varnish, cornstarch, and flakes hmm. of the uh, silicate mineral mica. I'm probably saying that wrong. Silicate, maybe? I don't know. Mm. But tree flocking, as we know, it really caught on in the 1950s and 60s, along with aluminum tree. Did you ever have an aluminum tree? I, you know, I never did. Uh, I think there was a year when we did, and I went, what are we doing? <laughs> it's just like the whole tree is tinsel. <laughs> what it's just, are we doing? It's weird. But Mom wanted it, and we got it, and sure. threw it away. And they used to, it was like lawn darts, almost. And you know how dangerous those are. Oh, sure. The little things that you'd stick into the thing on the tree, they, they were just this long, skinny, needle-like thing. Hmm. And I'm like... So this is not dangerous. Oh, yeah, I'm growing up in the 60s. I guess that makes sense. Uh, but tree flocking, as we know it, again, caught on then. Uh, General Mills marketed snowflake home kits, uh, S-N-O-F-L-A-K. So this, this whole thing where we start to spell things weird, mm-hmm. apparently we can blame General Mills. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they created this thing to be applied using a gun huh. that attached to a vacuum cleaner. Okay. So your house is going to be beautiful by the time you're done. Yeah, I guess so what exactly so. is flocking? At its core, flocking means attaching tiny fibers to a surface to create texture. The process is also used in fashion, home decor, and crafts. Peak season recipe includes paper pulp as fiber, cornstarch as adhesive, and boron as the flame retardant. Uh, there's a safety benefit to flocking. So when your tree dries out, if it's got flocking on it, it's less likely to burst into flames. Mm. And the company makes a lot of it. Uh, Leonard says the largest he, they are the largest manufacturers of flock in the United States and Europe. He says, I don't want to share how much, but we sell lots of flocking. I mean, truckloads and truckloads. Wow. Now, we don't have to go with a professional flocker if you don't want to, or even use manufactured flock. There are all sorts of do-it-yourself recipes that include things like soap flakes and even desiccated coconut flakes. Uh. Uh, the tricky part of flocking is that uh, if you can't get it, uh, or if you can't tell if you got it right until it dries, and then if you're wrong, Boo-hoo. I guess that's how it works. When it goes on, it's cold and wet-like pace, but as it dries, Christmas magic kicks in if you get it right, and uh, then you string up the lights, you've got a real stunner on your hands. Sounds like it. If not, I don't know what you have, but it's uh, it's a tree, and it's got cellulose corn fiber on it or something. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, I bet uh, if it caught on fire, it'd smell good. <laughs> yeah, it would. Okay, hey, I've got a uh, tip of the day for you here. You know, we talked about uh, holidays, uh, we, yeah, and the holidays and the tendency to put on a few pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, here's a, a tip that'll uh, maybe keep you in shape and uh, help uh, your heart. Hmm. Uh, add some strength to your leg muscles and get a cardiovascular workout at the same time. How do you do that? How? Climb just some plain old stairs. Oh. This can be done in your home if you have them, or in your office apartment building or on uh, stair climbing machines at the gym if you want to go high tech. Now climbing two steps at a time is good for building your quadriceps. Going down builds uh, strength in the quadriceps and to an extent or lesser extent the hamstrings. Mm. So one one uh, little bit of advice, stretch before you do this. Okay. Uh, you don't want to pull a hamstring going down the steps. Right. Now, you could do this on an escalator, too, but that's generally discouraged because then you uh, meet up with traffic. Sure. Because either you're going down while they're coming up or vice yeah. versa. Yeah. 
Either way, it's it's not a preferred well, situation. Yeah. Well, I never get to the top of this thing. Yeah. You, or you could just stand there doing that while you're walking, and and you still <laughs> never get to the top. But but you sit there and go, "Use the elevator. Use the elevator." <laughs> On this date in history, yes. C.T. Studd, pioneer missionary, born in England. The year was 1862. Hmm. Originally famous as a cricket star, he converted at age 21 under the preaching of D.L. Moody, and he dedicated his life and considerable inherited uh, wealth to Christ. In 1885, uh, he and six others, the Cambridge Seven, sailed to Asia to serve with China Inland Mission. He later ministered in India and Africa as well. Prohibition comes to an end on the state in 1933 as the 21st Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is ratified. Mm. The ban on the manufacture and sale of alcohol beverages had been fervently sought by uh, fundamental uh, Christians in the social reform movement of the late 1800s and early 1900s. The University of Pittsburgh. Numerals were first used on football uniforms worn by college football players. The year was 1908. Cool. The first push-button control garage opener was used. Yes. In Washington, D.C. in 1951. I don't know whether it had a cord and you just uh, hoped that it was long enough to get you to the grocery store. I don't know. I don't know how that worked, but <laughs> yeah. it was a push-button bu- push garage opener. Yeah. Mm. The U.S. and Soviet Union agreed to cooperate in a peaceful use of outer space in 1962. The American space probe pioneer uh, Venus 1, orbiting Venus, began beaming back with first information and pictures of the planet in 1978. Mm. And, uh, see, the video arcade game NFL football was unveiled in Chicago in 1983 on the state. First video arcade game to be licensed by the National Football League. NASA's Mars Odyssey spacecraft began the longest operating spacecraft ever sent to Mars in 2010. Mm -hmm. Here's a quote of the day from Peter Marshall. Here's what he said. I like this. It says, uh, May we not spend Christmas or observe Christmas, but rather keep it. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, here's uh, something I'm certain you know, because we've talked about it several times over many years. Uh, but it has to do with uh, Bing Crosby and uh, something that uh, that happened during the war. Mm-hmm. All right, when Saigon fell, the signal for all Americans to evacuate was Bing Crosby's "White Christmas" right. being played on the radio. All right, all right. Saigon fell three, ladies and gentlemen, the Alvin Falls. Say you'll be mine. Say you'll be my beloved. All right. Uh, you're, you're my beloved. Okay. Now, that's what uh, was going on in Wichita, Kansas, where oh. we're headed, where the prince in the Nutcracker had a special present for his favorite ballerina during a performance of the Holiday Classic this week. Uh, Wichita Eagle reporting. Allison Evans was playing the Dewdrop Fairy at the Metropolitan Ballet production on Sunday in Wichita. Mm-hmm. When her boyfriend, Dalton Rupp Minert... Dropped to one knee and proposed right in the middle of the performance. Even though he'd never danced ballet in his life, Rupert Minert broached the idea with the choreographer Jill Landreth before uh, rehearsals uh, began this summer. They hatched a plan to make him the prince. Evans says uh, she thought the decision was hilarious when she first heard it, but Rupp Minert says the thing that made him the most uh, nervous was trying to remember the choreography and not the proposal. Oh. Uh, the crowd included about uh, 40 to 50 of their relatives and friends. Oh. Yeah, kind of <laughs> in the middle and of the And I can just imagine tracker. his dancing, it's lovely, it's beautiful, <laughs> and then he gets down on one knee and says, but so will you be my beloved. <laughs> That's the part that gets me right there. Sure. Right there. And, 
in the heart. <laughs> Seven fifty-four, and you've got something else, I think. Yeah, I wanted to. You know, today is uh, the uh, memorial service for uh, George H. Uh, w. Bush. It's the National Day of Mourning, uh, as declared uh, by uh, the president uh, to remember uh, the forty-first president. And um, I just wanted to share one little thing that. You know, I never got the chance to meet him personally, uh, but uh, one of the things that uh, I really enjoyed uh, uh, a few years ago, he wrote this book um, and actually put it together called All the Best, George Bush, and it's a collection of his letters and other writings uh, from the time he was a, a teenager uh, to um, probably about 15 years ago. Mm. And um, he never wrote a memoir, but if you if you read this uh, this book, and you, I'm sure you can pick it up anywhere, um, uh, you really get a sense of who this man was and all the things that his life touched throughout our nation's history, from World War II through his presidency and beyond. Huh. Uh, and it's it's really great. So anyway, I really enjoyed it. So uh, it was t- uh, 2002 when I read the book. I I wrote him. I wrote him a letter. Tell him how much I enjoyed the book and how much I appreciated that. Uh-huh. Two months later, he wrote me back. Really? He did, and I have the letter right here. That's just a short note, but it was on May 1st, 2002. He wrote, Dear Delvin, your wonderfully thoughtful letter just came across my desk, and I'm writing you to say thank you. Huh. Although I was never really interested in writing a memoir, historians can decide the ups and downs of my time in office. I did want to let others know about what I call heartbeat, and he put that in quotes. And he says, the kind words mean a lot to me these days, and Delvin, yours were sure appreciated. All the best, George Bush. Huh. So, yeah, I, you know, when uh, he passed away, uh, I had f- actually forgotten about this thing. It was on my bookshelf, and uh, on Sunday... Um, I remembered it, and um, yeah, so it's kind of a special thing. I just wanted to share it. Uh, he was, um, however you thought about his politics or whatever, uh, a man of integrity and a, a man that really gave us a good example of what it meant to be a family man. Well, you, my my friend, are, are full of surprises. I had no idea. Yeah. That's, that's a, exceptionally cool. Thank you. Well, you made it through another set of audio preserves. Some will be tastier than others, but all are selected for freshness and taste. Morning Preserves are part of the KHYM family. We're a listener-supported ministry and welcome your partnership. Find out more about what we do at khym.org or look for us on Facebook.